All right, second show. Second show in one day. I've started drinking. I don't know if you can tell. I'm actually starting to feel kind of fuzzy, a little bit woozy. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen now? Yes, I cleaned the bathroom. I did. I did a thorough job. I cleaned things that looked clean to make sure that they were clean because Sarah likes things clean and she feels I have a lower standard of cleanliness because I'm a disgusting pig. So we're all, we're all on the same page now. We're all, we're all on the same page. Let me just look at my notes here. Um, oh, I stubbed my toe on a pumpkin. How many people can say that sentence? Not many. I actually stubbed my toe on a pumpkin twice. The, like, it's just, why, why leave a pumpkin in the middle of the floor? What kind of person leaves a pumpkin in the middle of the floor? I do. Uh, yeah, so the first time I stubbed my toe on it, I was wearing socks. And I got mad about the positioning of the pumpkin in the middle of the floor. But I did not move the pumpkin from the position in the middle of the floor. I just swore at it and kept walking because that's, that's who I am. Okay. And the next time I stubbed my toe on that fucking pumpkin, I was carrying a big basket of laundry and I didn't see it and I wasn't wearing socks and, uh, I hurt my big toe. It was bleeding. I had to pull a piece of pumpkin skin out from under my toe. And I did what any other good Catholic would do. I, I blamed Courtney who gave me the pumpkin because that's how Catholic guilt works. I blame her so it absolves me of any wrongdoing or responsibility upon, you know, pumpkin placement and uh, things of that nature. Right, right. Okay, I've got a few kids stories here to share with you. So if you don't want to listen to this, you can just skip ahead. I think Electric Gary will be first, I think. Uh, okay. There, you know, on the Family Guy where Stewie goes, Mom, Mom, Mama, Ma, Ma. Mom, mom, like for like 45 minutes and uh that happens in real life okay if you don't have a kid that happens in real life I don't know why we were in the music store I was looking for a mixer or sorry an audio interface I shouldn't call it a mixer I don't really even know what either of those things do or mean but I was looking for something that would allow me to record a Skype call in pretty decent audio uh, quality and so I went into the music store I told him we were going to the music store and I'm there with my niece and him and he's like, mom, mama. And I'm like, yeah, Malcolm, what? And he wouldn't say anything. And then he'd be across the room trying to dick around with something. Mama, mama. And I'm like, yeah, what? What do you need, buddy? Oh, nothing. Mama, come look at this guitar. And I'm like trying to talk to this guy. I'm trying to pay for the stupid fucking thing I bought. That was the wrong fucking thing that I needed. And he just like, mama, 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 mama. And I got down to his level. Just like Super Nanny's always saying to everybody, you got to get down on their level. And he just mommed me like, I don't know, 14 times in a row, as even as I was coming down to see what was wrong. Mama, 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 mama. And I, I got down to his level and I looked in his eyes and I said, yeah! I really wish I was exaggerating and I didn't even know it was... like hair like blew back off his face I screamed so loud 
I swear to God, I didn't know I was going to do that until I got down there and he was still <laughs> He was still screaming mama at me. So I just like grabbed him by the shoulders and I just screamed in his face like, what? What do you fucking want? Oh, my niece killed herself laughing. I didn't even know I was going to do it until I did it. And then I was just, and then I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, and now I still can't stop laughing. Oh, that was funny. Anyway, what's the point of telling you that? Who the fuck knows? It was just funny. Ah, oh, poor little weasel. My poor little weasel. Ah, okay. So that's one story I had to share with you that I found quite amusing. And the other thing that happened was, okay, my kid's obsessed with Thomas. You know how that goes. And he's playing Thomas with his mom on the carpet. The other mom, not me, obviously. I'm too fat to play in the evenings. I I play by sitting on the couch and uh, going on my computer, which everyone loves. Everyone loves. Because at that point, I've already done like five hours of parenting and now I just need a fucking break. So he's over there playing with mommy. Because I'm mama and she's mommy. And sometimes I forget. And sometimes he'll look at me and say, mommy. And then I'll be like, yeah. But in a polite way, not in the schizophrenic uh, screaming in his face, hair blowing back way. And he'll be like, you're not mommy, you're mama. And I was like, well, what are you fucking tricking me now? We're playing fucking mind games already. Oh, you should have heard him try to sell me on eating Smarties on the couch. It was really funny. He had this huge pack of Smarties from Halloween, like a full-sized one. And he's like, mama, we should have chocolate for breakfast. And I said, we're not having chocolate for breakfast. Mama, we should get a bowl and then sit on the couch and have chocolate for breakfast. That's a good idea. Holy fuck. He never stops pitching this kid. He never stops trying. Like, God bless him. He just doesn't ever fucking quit. He doesn't take no for an answer. And I think that's, that's a signal that he's a leader. It's a born leader or an asshole. You decide. And, uh, yeah. So that's another thing I wanted to talk about. And, um, okay. I, I don't, Oh, here's the point. I already forgot what I was doing. I shouldn't do this and drink. This is a huge mistake. He's playing over there with Thomas and I was, I made, uh, I was trying to get his attention or whatever, you know, much like he does to me all the fucking time. And he looks at me and he puts his hand up in the like stop motion. Like, you know how a traffic person who's controlling traffic would say stop all five fingers up, like talk to the hand. And he looks at me and he goes, mama, shush. And I was like, did my, did my fucking kid just tell me to shut up? He's two and a half. Like, isn't that... Isn't that a little young to be telling your, your mom to shut the fuck up? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, asshole. Hmm. And the next Malcolm story I have, I've been talking for seven minutes. How the fuck did that happen? So the next Malcolm story I have is, okay, when, when, when I was growing up, there was no cutting grapes in half. There was no choking hazard concern. And if we ever even looked like we were, we were choking even a little bit, my mom would come along with her fucking hard as rock hands and pound you on the back. Even if you looked like you were choking, if you coughed a little bit, she would come back and just fucking really hard. And, and even if you, even if you were choking, you'd quietly give yourself the Heimlich to get her to fucking stop. And you're not supposed to do that. Everyone knows you're not supposed to do that. And he, so my kid's eating grapes and he's a really good eater. He likes to eat. He's got a voracious appetite most of the time and he's eating grapes for dessert because we've, we've tricked our child into thinking that grapes are dessert, that fruit is dessert. And after he goes to bed, I eat cake, but for all intents and purposes to him, fruit is dessert and he's eating these grapes and I'm kind of going, milling about, kind of cleaning up the kitchen and stuff. Hard to believe. Right. But I was, 
and I hear Sarah and she's like, are you holding a grape in your mouth? And he starts giggling and she's like, Malcolm, you have to chew that grape. And all of a sudden he's on her lap and she's like, are you breathing? Are you breathing? And I'm like, oh fuck, this isn't going to go well. Like what the fuck is going on? So I go up to him and she's like, is he breathing? And I'm like, I think so. And he starts, he starts like, like his eyes are bugging out. So I reach my fingers into his mouth to see if the grape is still in there. And it's not. And I'm like, oh shit, this is going fucking great. So he's, his eyes are bugging out and he's like, and then he starts coughing and then he throws up everything he had just eaten all over the table. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. My kid has a fucking hair trigger gag reflex. Cause this isn't the first time he's almost choked on something. Another time when he was very young, he was probably about like 13, 14 months. We're at Costco and I've loaded him. Like he's sitting in the carriage, like, you know how kids do in a cart, like a shopping cart. And he's facing me and I loaded up my cart with all this dumb shit. And there are two bricks of butter, two whole bricks of foil covered butter on the cart beside him. And uh, I'm pushing the cart around and I'm looking around and trying to find which which aisle, which lane is going to be the fastest. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And then I hear this. And he barfs all over me, all over my shirt, my pants, my shoes, the floor, everything. He just barfs gross, smelly, parmesan milky barf everywhere. And I was just like in a panic. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened here? I'm like, are you okay? And in his, in his mouth is on his lip is like maybe an inch square piece of foil. And I look down at the butter and he had taken a bite out of the butter and choked on the foil. What the fuck? What a kid. What a fucking kid. So I say to you, Costco, we won this round. Malcolm won. Costco, 498. Mm, that's right. That was a really awkward time because I didn't, I, I like totally panicked. I like didn't know what to do. I'm looking around for someone to do something for me because I'm like, well, what the fuck? There's barf all over my shoes, all over my pants, all over the floor. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And this woman, God bless her soul. She helped me. She went, just some random woman just waiting to pay, same as I was. She got me, a, she asked her paper towel on my behalf and came and handed it to me. And I was so thankful that for once in the world, there wasn't a fuck face. She just helped me. Because I was going to take my, sh my work shirt off and sop up the barf with that. Because that's how well I think in these um, trying times. And if there's any kind of pressure, I'll just, I just flaked out. I mean, I was going to clean it, just not with the right thing. So she came along with a paper towel. And then I remember going through the cart. And I was just in a panic. So I took his jacket off because it had barf on it. And I threw it in the cart. But And then I unloaded all my items. And we were going through. And the cashier lifts up his jacket. And there was cheese under it. Like those little baby bell things. And she looks at me and she's like, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, for I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I have $9 for those baby bell. My bill is $200. I promise that wasn't intentional. But to her, she's like, oh, you fucking stealing? You think you're fucking so smart? I'm not going to look under the jacket? Yes, yes. It was my master plan to have my kid choke on butter and steal these baby bell. We do this all the time. Everywhere we go, he, he takes bite, bites out of butter chokes on the foil in a, in a huge ruse to get free cheese. We do it everywhere all the time. We're called the barf bandits. Fuck you. Okay. Having said that, having said that. Okay. So let's get back to Malcolm 
choking on the grapes because now there's two choking incidents because I'm a terrible parent. So he's throwing up food he has just recently eaten. If you're eating right now, maybe maybe just skip ahead to Gary. Just because it's going to get gross. Not that what I just said wasn't gross, but this is going to get particularly gross. He He's throwing up this food, right? And it's it's like he had just eaten it. So it probably didn't taste that bad. So as he's throwing up, the last mouthful, he's chewing. He's not spitting it out. He's chewing it and trying to eat it again. So he'd like barf a little bit. And then that last little bit, you know, it's kind of like in your mouth unless you spit it out. He's like... He's like chewing it. I'm like, Malcolm, stop chewing, spit it out. And he's like, he's like, oh, just, just one minute. This is, this doesn't taste too bad. I'm going to, I'm going to have a second go at it. Pardon me. And he's like chewing and then more barf is coming out. And then he's still trying to chew it. I'm like, fuck, just throw up. I'm like, what the fuck? He's just like, just no, pardon me. I just, I just have another little mouthful here. I just need to work on like, throw it up, spit it out. Like, fuck. Anyway, does it, does this kind of shit happen to anyone else? It's got to be just me, right? What a crazy kid. Okay, here is Electric Gary talking about awesome stuff, and I like him. Hello, Sandra. It's Electric Gary. I'm so glad to be speaking with you. I just am always so impressed with the uh, quality and content of your shit. So, uh, Thursday night, not Tuesday night, Rum and Coke Tuesday, as we all know, is worth celebrating. It brightens the Tuesday, which normally is just Monday 2.0 and can suck even worse than Monday. So Thursday, I don't usually, well, who's lying here? I usually drink, but I don't usually drink um, hard alcohol. But tonight, I figured I was doing a show. Mrs. Electric is actually at a uh, play, working in the box office, getting uh, everybody in the door. So I thought, hey, why not have a white Russian and talk to my favorite lesbian? So I'm looking over some notes from some older stuff that uh, that I've been looking at. And uh, they're I have, I have a few notes here. One says elder curfew. The only thought I have on that is that old people should not be allowed out during the day. How about we just do that? Young people can't be out at night. Old people can't be out during the day. It would just keep everything moving much more smoothly. Everyone happy. And before that, I had a job a few weeks ago for this super conservative Christian dude. I mean, like Reagan fucking Republican. He had a Reagan sticker on the back of his truck. Uh, his house was full of hunting shit, mounted ducks, and all his animals that he killed in the name of being holy. And I went to fill out the permit for the electrical work that I did for him, and I asked him his name. It's, uh, my name's John, and it's T-I-T-M-A-N. He didn't want to actually come out and say that his last name was Titman. I figured he must have been cousin of Joe Assman, but uh, it took all my restraint to say, hey, we must be related, because I'm a bit of a Titman myself. So uh, that was uh, fun for me. Now, in uh, relevance to tits, uh, we did a play recently about uh, breast cancer. I swear I've been in this circle of uh, depressing shows. Uh, One of the last shows I did, I had to actually break down and cry on stage uh, about the death of my my child. So that was great fun. And then this one was a uh, breast cancer awareness play put on by a local author... Actually, it was adapted by a local woman who directed the show, written by a local woman who died of breast cancer, and they had taken her blog entries from after she was diagnosed and to through the whole thing. It took her a couple of years. It spread to her brain. She had all kinds of issues. So a friend of mine did the reading. She was actually a friend of this woman's. They went to high school together. 
she did the reading of playing the part of the woman who had died, and I played the part of her husband, which was super fucking uncomfortable because the opening night of the show in uh, another city, uh, the city that she lived in, her husband and children were in the audience, and you could hear him sniffling and blowing his nose throughout the show, and then they all pre promptly got up and left at the end of the show and didn't say a fucking word to us. So uh, she had died a whole five months ago, so it was uh, clearly plenty of time for them to get over it. But very sad shit. But the point being, uh, she died pretty much because she had breast tissue that was very dense. And I don't know if this is something the listeners know, if it's something that you know, or Sarah knows, but this is something that all women need to know. If you have dense breast tissue, and I don't know if it's because something that typically happens to women with smaller breasts, or if it makes any difference at all, breast size, but if you have dense breast tissue it can mask tumors on a normal ultrasound. This woman had that. If she had gone in for her ultrasound, which she did, she actually had an ultrasound, it came back normal, and it was the, the density of her breast tissue was masking a tumor that she had she didn't know about. She lived with it for another two years. It turned into a huge, horrible thing, and it killed her at age, like, 48 or something. And she was a, a beautiful, intelligent woman with a family and ch three children and very, very sad shit. So, point being... She ended up going to the Oregon House of Representatives and the legislature and getting a law passed so that here in Oregon, if you have dense breast tissue, the doctor is required to tell you so that you can get an ultrasound on top of your mammogram and look and see if there's anything there that might kill your ass. So be aware of that. Got dense tits? Have them checked out. So that was a, a, it was a very sad kind of cathartic thing to be involved with, but hopefully we can get the word out there and save some women's lives because this is some bad shit. Otherwise, the funnier side of things, I uh, have uh, been listening for a while, caught up on a couple of shows, so um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Rose that mentioned selfish men. Yes, men in general are very selfish. I am included in that. But I think what we want to look for, you want to look for whether if you're someone who's interested in men or even if you're someone who is just having a friendly relationship with men being their friends, if their, their selfishness needs to reflect a desire to please uh, in one form or another. I'm selfish, but it's my nature, thank Christ, that my nature is I'm very excited by the pleasure of my woman, my wife, my person. So in a sexual way, if she's not there enjoying it, I've got no need for that kind of contact. I don't want to be there forcing myself. I don't want to be there any, in any other way than for her pleasure. So... If your selfishness manifests itself in a desire to please the person that you're with, gay, straight, whatever your relationship is, then Yahtzee. But uh, if that, and, and it works out great because that becomes your nature. That is what will drive you to, uh, you don't have to try. There's no effort involved when it's your nature to please someone, then just sit back and please. I think Sandra can relate. She's a giver. Uh, after that, the, the note that I have is why men? Honestly, why men? I mean, this whole thing, you just had the discussion in the last show I listened to before your previous one about uh, uh, people approaching you with the attitude that, A, Sarah's going to leave you for a man, which is just fucked up that anybody would ever say or even think that, or and then that, uh, that you yourself would want to try a man. I'm fucking amazed that straight women want to try men. I'm... It, it, there's nothing wrong with men. A lot of them, I, I can see where a guy could be attractive. I can see a guy, when I find a guy attractive, it's because I would like to look like that guy. So I can, I can relate on that level. But otherwise, 
women are it, man. I mean, why would you even fucking look at a guy? Um, but you you made a great point uh, back in the RTS days when you said something to the effect of how you were out with Sarah. Sarah's a beautiful woman, and you found that I think that men were hitting on Sarah, or maybe even women were, and it invalidated you because here's this person that that is ignoring you and and pursuing your life partner, your wife, and is uh, is looking at you like you're you're just in the way. So mm-hmm. when when you talk about the uh, uh, other people that are that are completely invalidating you, it brought up a, a memory of mine. Uh, Mrs. Electric used to work with this dipshit. She was a teacher in Reno, a middle school teacher in science at the time. And there was another teacher there, uh, the snaggletooth fuck from this little town out in uh, northern Nevada, who was clearly wanting to put the moves on her. And he, <laughs> they were, she was talking about me, her husband, and how, you know, for some reason it came up that, I don't know how, but that, that I hadn't, uh, hadn't gone to college, which is fine. I'm, I'm actually very proud of that. And... Her, this guy kind of started taking this this tack of, well, what's the attraction then? How can you, someone who has a master's degree and is, and, and is clearly very educated and intelligent, why would you be with this fucking knuckle-dragon, uh, high school-educated dipshit? <laughs> and it, it, at the time, it, it really only made me laugh because it was so transparent what he was trying to do. But it still was obviously very insulting and it, and it was it was dismissive on his part the way that you you've experienced that same thing where these people are looking at you like well why are why would this beautiful woman be interested in you and he's he was doing the same thing why would this beautiful intelligent educated woman be interested in you well fuck off pal that's the way it is and move on so i i think that when you when you were talking about how you've got this this culture and society in general movies and people that kind of just blow off your sexuality and your your love for your your wife as oh well she'll just leave you for a man or why don't you try a man it's like men have nothing to fucking do with this and i i I love that you're putting that out there and i love that you're saying it for that person out there that may be saying to themselves maybe i'm not normal because everyone else seems to be bisexual everyone else seems to be straight am i the only person here that is straight it it is absolutely 100 percent gay whether it be lesbian or straight or or, uh, gay man I love that you're saying that there doesn't have to be a gray area, and it doesn't, and, and it, it is in no way disparaging to Tails or anyone else who has had experiences in the past. You yourself had an experience with a man; you found it to not be the right thing. And when you put that in the context of, "Hey, how would you like it if, or how would how would it feel to you if if you were to have this experience with a man, or or would you have that attraction toward a man?" Most straight guys can't relate to that, and it's it. it it kind of simplifies things almost in a way that we don't have to, a, a person that can, can think about things in terms of the, the lesbian, straight, absolute, straight lesbian, I guess, 100% lesbian perspective, it's like, how could that not be easier to relate to than even a straight woman? Here is a person, effectively, in a man sort of way, I guess, if you want to think of it that way. If you're buddies with a lesbian who is only a lesbian, no gray area, how can you not relate on the same level of, hey, we both like women. This is this is great. I, I find everything about a woman attractive. Which actually brings me to the question of, do you find you yourself have a problem being appropriate around <laughs> a woman that you find attractive? Because sometimes that is hard. You, you glance at a woman, you find yourself wanting to look longer at a woman, but you realize 
maybe that's inappropriate. It's completely uncomfortable for her. You've got someone else in your life that you love very much and have no interest in, in straying from, but there's, a, there's an attraction there, and they are definitely fun to look at. Anyway, I've gone too far on that. Child-free. Uh, Rose had, a, had her, her segment on being child-free. Mrs. Electric and I are child-free. We actually originally thought we would have children. We were married a few years at the time. We thought we'll go a few years and probably have children like everyone else does. And the longer and longer we went, the more we realized, Why? We have a great relationship, a great life. We enjoy getting rest and having some money and that sort of thing. And I had my whole life figured I would get married and have children. And it occurred to me, we didn't need to. And uh, we've been married 18 years now, which fucking amazes me because it feels like it's only been 10 minutes. And I'm still super excited to be married because, again, I thought we were just dating and here we are married. It's fun to say that this is my wife. And we're getting, uh, we've, we've had 18 beautiful years of marriage. We've been together 20 and could not be happier. Although she's had a couple of scares, one even recently. We, I got a vasectomy when I was, I don't know, 35 or something. These things grow back. You know, you, you get these scares, and we, we still think the times that they happen, you go, well, it would be kind of sweet. Wouldn't they be cute? It would just be, a, there'd be a beautiful child. We'd love that and see what it's all about. But in the end, Child, or having kids isn't for us. Not to say that it isn't for everybody, because there's some wonderful people having kids. I'm so glad you do. It has been the one uh, really great thing to watch you and Sarah have Malcolm, and and just to hear his voice and things like that. It's so kind of magical on our end of things to realize that this kid went from an idea and a desire and everything to being reality, and that is just the coolest thing. And when Kendra talks about adopting her son and all the things that she went through. Between the effort that you and Sarah went through and the money and the time and energy and love that you spent to make Malcolm and uh, Kendra going through the adoption and everything else for her son, and then all of these fat, just complete fucks that fall off a term turnip truck and get pregnant and have no desire to have that kid and nothing good ever comes to that child's life. I mean, obviously, isn't it better that, that those like you and Kendra who put the effort forth and work so hard and it's the love of your life to have a child, aren't you going to be better parents? So who could ever have a question about that? Okay, I'm clearly I'm drunk and rambling. Uh, Halloween. <laughs> I think you saw on Facebook that we uh, I dressed as a giant colon polyp. It's uh, my old fallback. I've had that uh, costume for a while, made it a while ago. Um, also spreading awareness, also about dense press, breast tissue, but Get your colonoscopies, because you don't want some big fucker like me stuck in your colon. No no bad colon polyps. Mrs. Electric and her friend Jen dressed as conjoined twins, aka, or a la uh, the third, fourth season of American Horror Story. They were very creepy, very cute. Uh, I think you probably saw their picture, uh, Sandra. The girl, Jen, who was not Mrs. Electric in the conjoined pair, her voice and her speaking cadence are just like Sarah's. So I don't know if they look anything alike, but I thought that's kind of nice. Um, now, Rose's jokes. Thank you so much. We definitely need jokes for those shot nights. Uh, <laughs> I love the one with the uh, the uh, black sofa, which reminded me of another Oprah joke, something to do with George Burns and holding his cock, but I'm not going to go into it because it's very racist and I don't appreciate that kind of humor, except when Rose does it. And Rose... You met the friend who lives in Corvallis. I live in Corvallis. We're very close together. We should have lunch. Okay, enough goddamn rambling. This is probably the longest segment of my life. That is Electric Gary. Ha! <laughs> I love when you drink, Gary. I love when you drink. You're, you're awesome, possum. 
Uh, where to start? Where to start? Where to start? Where to start? I don't even know. Yes, I do. I also I agree that a lesbian like myself, my kind, whatever the fuck kind that is, alpha two six four nine seven eight four six two, that kind of lesbian, and a straight man have a lot in common. We have the same desires. We are the same, which is funny to me that they don't understand it. Like, well, I'm holding up a mirror to you so that you can see what you're doing to me. Do you want to suck a dick? No. Oh, but you think somehow I might enjoy that? Well, that's weird because we, 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 both, we both like having sex with women and only one of us is good at it. Just kidding. Calm down. It's the one card I have to play. Okay, let's just not get riled up here. Um, yes, I would like to talk about something that you said. Sarah and I don't go out anymore together because somebody has to stay home with a kid. And I don't, like most of my friends have kids and honestly, I'm old. I'm tired. I work hard every day. I want to go to bed. And come winter time, I think these shows are going to get fewer and further between because winter sucks my life force out. So just please bear with me. I'll try and do a show a week. But at the days of me doing two or three shows in a week are probably just about coming to an end because it just wears me out. Like running up a 45 degree driveway, I don't know how many times, 400 something odd times, it, it, it's it's going to hurt me. It's going to make me really tired. So just please don't, don't unsubscribe. Uh, yeah, just letting you know that that's going to happen. Winter sucks for me. Anyway, having said that, that's my new thing. That's my new thing. Um, okay, Sarah and I have been out in public a few times. And it's really interesting to... Um, come into contact with the straight male that doesn't know we're together. And sometimes I encourage Sarah to say that we're not together just because it makes things easier because we don't want to have a conversation about it. Like I don't want to go on and on about it. And, in, you know, we're trying to have a drink and relax and be out in the old days, like five years ago when we were young and had lives. So, and she's the, she's the pretty one and I'm the other one, the ugly one. Let's just Brass tacks, people, brass tacks. So we'd go out, have a drink. Some guy would inevitably come up to hit on her because she's quite attractive. And sometimes I would just, like, I'd see him coming and be like, Sarah, just, just don't, don't say we're together. Because it just makes us, oh, you want to have threesome? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Here we are having really good mind-blowing sex with each other. And you know, you know what we need? What we've been missing this whole time? You! Yeah, you! Bearded weirdo, you're what we've been missing. Thank God you showed up. God. Yes. A double fuck off to him. So it would get weird. And it's not even just straight men that I have to worry about that discount me. And the times when we did, like, she would say, no, this is my girlfriend. We're together. Thanks anyway. Have a good night. Oh, you guys are together? Yeah, well, maybe you haven't met the right guy yet. Oh, oh, is it you? Are are you what she's been waiting for? And I was just feeling her time until you showed up. Oh my God, the rage I'm feeling right now. Fuck off. The whole world isn't waiting for you to show up. Fuck off. Gently. Gently. Fuck off with sandpaper. How about that? Okay. Um, and then with women as well, when we'd go to gay bars, there was this one time 
And I assure you, I'm ashamed of my behavior, but it happened. And it was on an RTS show. I can't remember which return to sender show it is, but I'm pretty sure it's up already. And just to recap, I'm putting up all the old return to sender shows on a new feed. So if you want to listen to my old shows, search return to sender on iTunes and look for the change of address logo on that. And then you'll find the right feed. And I still have like 50 something to put up and it just takes forever to put them up. So that's why it's slow going, but hang in there. So I can't really remember the story very well because it was a long time ago. Like, fuck, that was four years ago now, I think, if not a little bit longer. And so point being, we're at a gay bar. I'm there to be a drunken idiot and to promote the show that I really cared about at the time. And I really stopped doing that. So we were there and there was a group of other girls and this one girl kept coming around and I was being nice to her. I bought her a drink, yada, yada. And I was trying to be her ma- her wingman because she's like looking around and I'm like, okay, well, who do you think is cute? I'll come with you. Cause it's always easier to have somebody come in that's not invested in the situation to be a wingman and kind of shoot the shit, find some information, maybe bridge an awkward social gap. You know what a wingman does, right? Those kind of things. Lesbians have them too. And uh, I said something like, so who do you think is cute? And she's like, your girlfriend. And this is after I had bought her a drink. And I'm like, well, um, we, we've been together for five years now. So, I mean, I think, I think we're good. Uh, I'm like, you're more than willing to, you know, go ahead. You're open to try. Go ahead. I'm more than willing to have you try. Help yourself. And she's like, okay. And she turned around and walked away from me. And she manipulated that situation in an expert way. Like she was advanced at manipulation. And so Sarah, assuming that her and I had connected in some way and we were friendly and she was, I invited her to come sit with us and we were buying drinks, thought she was my friend, quote unquote, for the evening. Cause I'm known to, well, I was known to get drunk and meet people and, uh, invite them to hang out with us and stuff. And so she was talking to her and I'm getting more and more angry because I know what's on that chick's agenda but Sarah doesn't. And usually a lot of women don't realize that they're being hit on when they're being hit on. And this was one of those instances. I don't dance because I don't have any rhythm and I don't, I, like you've heard me sing. It's, it's not pretty. I'm not a musical person. So a song came on, everyone wanted to go up and dance. So they were going to dance and I'm, I'm fuming now because I've had too much to drink and they're dancing and not, they're not like grinding, like dirty dancing. You know, she wasn't, being inappropriate, but I was just, I was just drunk and getting mad and more and more and more mad. And I have a deep regret for my behavior, but I went over there and I grabbed her arm and I was like, come with me, like fuck off. Cause I knew, and this girl's just smiling at me like, mm-hmm, fuck off. I'm going to take your girlfriend. And if I could go back, I think I would have just, uh, a stopped at my second drink because that's what an adult does. And B like, who cares? What, like, this, like, I'd love to watch her get her fucking face slapped by Sarah. Like, in hindsight, that's what I would have wanted to happen. Just sit back and laugh. Because, of course, Sarah's loyal to me. Of course, she's not going to cheat on me. And she's not going to cheat on me in front of me. And this girl was from, like, fucking Saskatchewan. So even, like, and she wasn't really that attractive. She had, like, one of those porky pig bobs, you know? And I keep thinking to myself, the nerve of this girl. I, I'm being nice to you. I've bought you a drink. I've invited you to sit with my friends. And this is how you behave? Like, I don't have a lot of lesbian friends because of shit like this. Like, I've had this situation kind of come up a few times with a few different girls that like girls. It's like they just, um, even if they're in relationships with other girls, there's a part of them that wants to know that they can have your girlfriend too. I, I don't know why that is. I mean, I don't have 
um, any friends really, but I don't have very many lesbian friends except maybe um, Sarax and Chuckles if they're still friends with me after the RTS episode. I'm not sure because I kind of took a pretty firm stance on that one. So I'm not sure if they're still hanging out. Um, but it just, it I'm not safe anywhere. I'm not safe around straight guys because they are, look at me as though I'm something to be brushed aside. And then gay girls look at me as though I'm something to be brushed aside. So they have something in common, those two groups, when it comes to me. Just me, apparently, but I'm not valid in either department. It's like every girl is a is scoopable, which kind of makes the girl look like a skank and me look invisible. So I don't feel like I can win in any group. Well, maybe just the girls that I've met, the lesbians that I've met have been kind of fuckfaces, but that's my new word lately is fuckface. Did you guys pick up on that? I feel like I'm saying it a lot. Right. So that was 25 minutes on nothing, but I just... I just, we, Sarah and I got into a big fight and now that I look back on it, it's like, it's not her fault. I'm the one that was acting like a jealous retard. And what did I, like, what did I think was going to happen? That she was just going to leave me for some porky pig or petunia pig that fucking she just met? Really? Like, have some fucking self-esteem, okay? I need to get some self-esteem. Okay, so I don't know what the point of telling that was, but it came out. Um, okay, men, men can be attractive. Yes, I know when I see a handsome man. But when I see a handsome man, nothing happens to my vagina. I don't know if straight women look at a handsome man. Rose, when you look at a handsome man, does your vagina tingle at all? I, I don't know what that, like, because when I see a hot girl, um, I'm not really good at looking subtly. I thought I was being subtle. We went out for wings with some guys uh, from work the other night. And I thought I was being subtle checking this chick out. But this guy beside me is like, yeah, you, 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 you're not good at that. He's like, I'm a pro. You have to learn to look in your peripheral vision. You can't just look head on up and down like that, like some kind of fucking prison bitch who, had, you know, I can't do that. But I don't have good graces. <laughs> I'm an animal. I, I don't realize that I'm staring and he noticed because I was just checking her out. I was just looking, just having a gander, just having a fucking gander. Um, I do understand when a man's attractive. I, I can see a handsome man and think, oh, he's handsome, but it doesn't tink make me tingle. I just think, hmm, I bet he's got good genetics. I bet he could really pass along some good genes to any future children. That's where my brain goes. It's not necessarily a matter of um, attraction, but genetics. That's what I'm after. I'm after what can he give to my future offspring? That's where that's where I go to that. Uh, do, 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 yeah, I'm invalid. Yeah, I do feel invalid. I, I'm not valid anywhere. I'm an invalid. Um. Now, selfish men, I, I want, Daryl's got a segment coming up, so I don't want to get into this too much. I don't know if it's even coming up today. I've got so much fucking shit to get to, and I've just blathering on and on. Uh, I don't believe all men are selfish. And can we just be frank here for a second? No, you be frank, and I'm going to be Steve. <laughs> I'm just so lame. I'm so sorry you've put up with this for this long. W women, okay, as a homosexual, women can be very selfish too. I dated one girl for a, quite a long time. I don't even remember how long, more than a year and a half to two years, somewhere in there. She was extremely selfish. Like, I, I can't remember how many orgasms I had. Less than five, for sure. Maybe three? I don't know. I don't remember the number. In t almost two years. Maybe, let's say a year and a half, because I don't really remember. I don't, I'm not going to do the math. And if that's not selfish, I don't know what is. Because I'd like to think most men would at least try to make their girlfriend orgasm. And... That's worth something. If you ask me, this girl was a hundred times more selfish, or maybe she was the equivalent of a very selfish man. Maybe they're equals. Just her consistently having orgasm after orgasm 
and I'm leaving with soupy pants. Not cool. Not cool. But you can generalize anything, right? I mean, you can say that men are selfish and they're stupid. But then you see, look, Gary, does he seem pretty selfish to you? No, I don't. I don't think he's selfish at all. I don't think he's selfish in the least. Daryl? Another guy. I mean, for fuck's sakes, Daryl sucked a piece of fluff out of a woman's inverted nipple, trying to pleasure her sexually. Does that seem selfish? Not really. Not really. Although I've never really dated a guy. <laughs> I've never really been in a long-term relationship with a guy. So I don't have a real knowledge base. I'm just friends with guys. And I doubt they'd say to me, I'm such a selfish lover. I never go down on my girlfriend. I never make sure she has an orgasm. Like what guy ever comes out and says, I'm really shitty in bed. I have a tiny penis and I'm really fucking shitty in bed. No one ever cops to that. No one. Okay. I can't remember what the fuck else I was going to say because I've been drinking and now I'm tired. So hang on. What's going on? What should we do? Oh, new listener. Listen, we'll get a new one out. Uh, here is Shanice. So hang on. Hi there. My name is Shanice and I am a local Winnipeg lesbian and dog groomer. And here is uh, some interesting stories for your podcast. Uh, first off, I'd like to start by telling my version of a poop story. So let's go back here to a couple years ago after a very fun trip to fame and a lot, and I mean a lot of rum. Now, rum gets me pretty, pretty hammered to begin with, but 50% Captain Morgan's rum, yeah, you can imagine what happened. Anyway, no hangover because I'm a champ. You know, I was fine, didn't, didn't puke or anything. It's a good night, danced in a cage, all that fun stuff. Went home, slept it off, woke up the next day feeling great. A little, a little queasy in the stomach maybe, but not so bad for hangovers and for the amount I drank. Anyway, I start vacuuming my house, you know, just like any other person does. And I had the sensation to fart, you know, I'm just going to say it. Now, a wise person once told me after drinking, you should never, ever, ever trust a fart. And, you know, I, I didn't believe them until now. Uh, so anyway, vacuuming the house, squeezed out a fart. Uh, it didn't come out that way though. No, instead it came out actually quite, quite loose, quite liquidy. And I was very happy that for once in my life, I actually was wearing underwear, to be honest. Yeah, it, it was bad. Yeah, I can definitely defy that as what most people call a, a shart. Anyway, I uh, immediately ran to the bathroom freaking out because... You know, that's not cool. I'm, I was like 20 years old and I should be able to at least hold my vowel, my bowels, you know? Anyway, run in the bathroom, take my clothes off in the shower, shower the clothes off, living in an apartment so didn't have the extra change to do the laundry, but my God, it was awful. But it, it doesn't end there. That, that was only the first story. Got an even better one that doesn't even involve alcohol actually. So I go uh, to dinner at my aunt's house with my girlfriend at the time, and it's winter. Um, for some reason, we just so happen to have a nice clean load of laundry in the car in a basket. I'm very thankful for that now. Anyway, so once again, eat dinner, nothing's wrong. I was carrying out some boxes with my girlfriend and my cousin to my car, and I had to fart. So I let it go, and for some reason, I once again, came out just pure liquid. Only this time I wasn't wearing underwear. And this time there were people around to witness. And uh, I was kind of mortified. But at, at this point in time, nobody had noticed anything. So what did I do? 
I rounded the car with my legs semi-crossed, as uh, you can imagine that would go trying to run. And I grabbed a new pair of pants and I excused myself to the very basement bathroom and I pulled everything down. And like I said before, was not wearing underwear. So when I pulled those freaking pants down, there was shit everywhere. And I mean everywhere. I sat down on the toilet and then there was shit all over the toilet. I just could not win with this. So I spent probably a good 10 to 15 minutes in that bathroom trying to like wipe myself out, wipe the toilet that's now disgusting out. And I'm just like sitting there going, holy shit, what is going on here? Anyway, I thought I, you know, got out of there scot-free. Nobody knew about my crazy shit explosion in the bathroom. I got everything nice and sanitized and clean and walk upstairs in my new pants. I had my old ones kind of like hunched in my jacket so I could go throw them in the trunk of my car. And then my ex goes, or sorry, I guess she wasn't my ex at the time. My girlfriend goes, why are you wearing different pants in front of the whole family? Well, I'm a very, very, very pale person. So I'm imagining my face probably turned bright red. Um, I think I just made an excuse saying that I was full from dinner, but on the car ride home, I told her the truth. And my cousin, I think my cousin was in the car and boy, did they get a laugh out of that. <laughs> Anyways, those are my lovely sharding stories that I'm glad I could share with you. Uh, keep on listening to Change of Address and yeah, rock on Winnipeg. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing tickles me more than a good shit story and I got two there and I've been like, I, my stomach hurts. I'm laughing so hard. I I don't think that needs any more for me. Uh, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Maintain. Maintain. I can't drink when I do these shows. I just get delirious with laughter. That fucking killed me. I love a shit story. I fucking love a shit story. Good job, Shanice. I can't believe that's your first time either. We're so lucky with these submitters. I really feel like everyone's got a really good voice. They're good storytellers. They're just naturals. I love it. I love it. You should really try it. One of you, you there listening in your car at work on the treadmill. What are you doing? You. Yes. You. I'm looking at you. I see you with my tiny beady brown eyes. You. I want you to put something together and send it in. Change of address 69 at gmail.com. Stop drinking while I do these shows. Mind your business. Okay. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, man, I've got more audio but i kind of want to save them because i am really selfish but oh mm. okay let's do rose let's just do rose and rose will be the last one for today it's pretty short oh, i have more you know what i'll just do another show later this week you'll thank me you're gonna get like four shows today with the amount of audio i have and more is coming perhaps maybe hang on hey everybody this is rose with my theory on why guys tend to be more homophobic than women do that's right because why wouldn't a traditionally heterosexual now skewing asexual female, um, of course it makes sense for me to weigh in on what, how dudes think. Of course it makes sense. Hey, they do it to us all the time, fight the man. Anyway, um, I used to, I mean like the purveying thought is always been, and I used to think that a lot of guys who are super homophobic were maybe closeted. Um, because a lot of times the super violent if or near violent homophobia tends to come from frat dudes, jocks, you know, guys that seem uber, uber macho. 
And so it's easy to think, oh, it's just because they haven't accepted the fact that they would really love to suck cock instead. And that might be the case for some. Um, but I also think it has more to do with them realizing just how awful they can be. And so they fear that guys would be as awful to them. You know, guys don't see women as threatening, so they're not going to give a shit about a woman being lesbian unless they want to fuck the woman and the woman isn't bisexual. Because, yes, I believe there's a difference. Um, you know, guys just tend not to be threatened by lesbianism. Um, part of it is because it's great wank material to them. Um, but they also don't walk around thinking, oh, that lesbian might try to, you know, sneak a sneak a pussy munch on my lady. Like they just don't they just don't think that. Whereas a lot of those same homophobic dudes do worry about getting butt raped or mouth raped. Um, and I think that's because, especially if you look at the demographic of like frat dudes, jocks, guys who are used to being in power in one way or another and using that power against women. Look at the rape statistics, look at the date rape statistics, which are still rape statistics, even if you take out that stupid work date. Look at the number of times that like women get, you know, pass out drunk or because they've been roofied and have been gang raped at fraternities, just times that guys haven't been willing to accept no and kind of push themselves on women. And, and I think that's where a lot of their homophobia comes into play. They, they know themselves what they're capable of. And so they worry that somebody another guy might be capable of inflicting that same kind of behavior on them. So that's my little in a nutshell theory, um, which I have no right to, of course I have every right to express it. Fuck it. I was just, I don't know. It was kind of like an interesting little eureka moment. Like, oh, now I understand it. They hate the beast from within. And so they fear that in, in other men. And if you want to, you know, also kind of tying into the, oh, they're just, some of them are just closeted mo's themselves, that might be the case. Maybe some of these guys who treat women like shit sexually are doing it because they, they hate women. They know that they would rather be with men, but for whatever reason, they can't reconcile that in their head because either they have some bullshit need to conform to society or their bullshit family standards or whatever fucking bullshit they feel they need to conform to, so they take it out on women. So sure, that would, that would kind of go in line with the closeted approach. But I think by and large, most super straight dudes that are definitely super straight and homophobic do it because they know just just how awful they can be and they fear that some guy might be just as awful to them. Um, also, Sanchez, you asked if women ever kind of like uh, try to force themselves on a gay dude. And I'll just say, as, as one woman whose best friend um, Back in the early 80s, when we were roommates and, and pretty much inseparable, he was a big old mo. 
um, easy on the eyes. We had the same musical taste, same taste in vintage stuff. Um, he's the one that took me to see Blue Velvet when it came out on the big screen, you know, when it debuted on the big screen because uh, he had so loved um, um, uh, David Lynch's first Eraserhead by David Lynch. Mike and I were just, we were two peas in a pod. Um, we would go thrift shopping. He would find like all these super tacky, awesome dresses like the B-52s would wear and make me try them on just so he could see me in them because he wished he could wear them himself um, because he was a big old mo. And while he would have been an ideal boyfriend in so many ways, I never once felt the need to go like, hey, look, look at this snatch here. Hey, wouldn't you like to have some of this ting instead? Because I know that what's between my legs is, is not a cock, and a cock is what he wanted. And while I can't speak for all women, I can barely speak for myself, I will say that no, I have, I have never done that with a gay dude. Um, and I haven't, from all of my gay dude friends, I've never heard women behaving that way with them compared to all my lesbo friends who just every single one of them has a horror story of either a guy being verbally aggressive or worse. So there you go. And my other question is, is it offensive for, for me as a, as a hetero woman to be throwing around words like mo and lesbo? Um, it's normal to me. I'm, I, I'm always like, you know, think of time and place and all that, and I don't necessarily just throw that terminology around unless somebody knows me and knows where my heart is coming from. But I do kind of worry about coming across as, as cavalier or I don't know what the right word is that I'm looking for. So let me know if that comes across as offensive. I don't know that I'll change or not, but, um, but I would like to know. Okay, bye. Okay, so your first mistake, I feel, is asking me if something's offensive. I, I don't have any tact. I don't know if you picked up on that. I don't, I don't really know where society's lines are. I don't really understand <laughs> what's offensive and what's not. Unless you're saying really hateful, shitty things, I'm pretty much okay with whatever. And the, the, only, the only person, I, or sorry, the only people I would get really offended by if they called me a dyke is someone who used it in anger. If you're using it affectionately, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Call someone a mo, they're a mo. Whatever, most gay people are chilled out. Like, if, if the least thing you're going to do is name call, great. I mean, as long as you're not tying someone up by their, by their feet and dragging them by a pickup truck till they're dead, I, I, really don't, I really don't see that there's a lot of problem with that. I mean, we, we just took a lot of the words back, um, like queer and dyke and fag. I think we all kind of have taken them back, and they're ours now, so you can use them if you want to, but they're not offensive because we don't allow them to be, I think. And this makes me want to talk about Dan Savage and how Dan Savage change the meaning of someone's name as a uh, retribution for being a fucking fuckface. And hang, you know what? Hang on. I'm going to get you an article. Just wait. Okay. I found an article, but it's too fucking long. Who wants to read it? Dan Savage. Uh, there was a, there was a politician named Rick Santorum and he was anti-gay, uh, Christian, right wing, fuckface. So Dan, I think very creatively Dan, cause you know, Dan and I are best friends real close. Dan and I, we like to talk on the regular. Uh, he decided to change the meaning of his last name. So we polled his readers because he has a podcast as well as a column, sex advice column. And he said, think of different ways we can come up with something that means Santorum. So he came up with like that, like a 
lube and fecal matter froth that happens when men engage or anyone really engages in anal sex with lubricants. So that froth, which is probably should be one of my words that I find disturbing, um, that I dislike, along with moist, panty, and girth, froth should be really in my top four. Feel free to use those. And uh, so he decided that that froth, froth, should be named Santorum. So what he did as kind of a revenge revenge plot was to change the definition of Santorum from his last name to meaning this froth. It's lost all meaning. <laughs> it's lost all fucking meaning here. And in 2010, I've actually looked something up here. In 2010, Savage said he would take the site down if Santorum donated, donated 5 million plus interest to Freedom to Marry, a group advocating legal recognition of same-sex marriages. In September 2011, Santorum asked Google to remove the definition from its search Google index. Google refused, responding that the company does not remove content from search results. <laughs> Suck on that one, fuckface. So what was the point of me telling you this? That's a good question, because I don't remember. Which, in a sense, is perfect timing, because my kid just got home from his birthday party. So now I have to go and tend to him, lovingly, and not scream in his face. So yeah, you can give me, uh, you can friend me on Facebook if you want. I'm not weird about being friends with people on Facebook. So if you want to friend me, you can. There's the change of a breast. Facebook page, change of a breast. Hmm. See what I did there? See what I did there? There's the change of address Facebook page. Uh, Sandra D. Sanchez on Facebook and Twitter. Fuck else do I always say? Uh, uh, iTunes reviews. Yes, leave one. Don't be a fucking asshole. Don't be a fag, okay? <laughs> and change of address 69 at gmail.com if you want to send in some audio. The more the merrier, I always say. And chances are pretty good I'm not going to shit on you unless you're a stupid head. Eh, which is likely. Okay, my kid's looking for me. I'm going to go get him. I'm going now. All right, have a good week. I'm, I, have, I have enough audio to do probably two more shows this week, so we'll see what happens. All right, thanks. Thanks for everything. Listen, I mean it. Thank you individually. You as a person. I like who you are. You complete me.